it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, like singing to myself <laughs> about how it's okay. Hey, 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 how are you today? It has been a day over here, over here on the mountain. I don't know why I said that. I don't live on a mountain. <laughs> um, I do really like the mountains, though. My favorite place to go for like a vacation, a retreat is uh, any mountain side town. I really want to go to Switzerland someday because of that. But uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I was going to record this earlier, but then it's just, it's been a day. And I don't know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who can relate to having a toddler. Um, but the terrible twos are real. They're like... <laughs> It's a real thing. It's like my daughter turned two and became a different person. It's not all the time. Sometimes she's still my sweet, 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 sweet baby girl. And she's just so precious and kind and thoughtful. And then it's like a, a flip and she becomes this person I don't know out of nowhere, out of the blue. And it's terrifying it's like I can understand why in some cultures children get exorcisms like it's I'm like who are you uh, <laughs> it's anyway so since she turned two last month it's just been this kind of roller coaster of being her precious little self and then like it's chaos it's she's throwing things she's hitting everybody she's she bit my husband one night um like she, she hits herself it's just and I don't part of the reason I'm saying any of this is because um like I I just I I don't want to be disrespectful to her in any way I get that these are real feelings for her and real emotions that she's just unable to express um but because she is essentially anonymous except for the three people who know about this podcast that i'm doing it um she could just be any old two-year-old on the street <laughs> having a tantrum um but that's the thing like i feel i feel like right now it's kind of totally consuming my life i'm starting you know volunteering with this um philanthropy thing and I'm you know doing all the the domestic stuff um as far as like you know cooking most of the meals and cleaning and uh just like keeping the house going um getting everyone some exercise and well fed I don't know just keeping things on track and then but my day right now is kind of governed by, or I feel like it's governed by, like, what is her mood going to be at any given moment? And I even have anxiety about doing certain things because 
I just can't, she's not predictable anymore. And it's embarrassing when you're out and, and, um, and your, your toddler's like losing it and people are looking at you or, uh, and I, I think that probably comes like that, that kind of anxiety that I have about experiencing that is probably because that is a situation where I don't really have any control. And I think probably a lot of people can relate that being in control is very important. And when someone like just blatantly goes against what you're asking them to do, um, and it kind of, it makes you feel like you look foolish and then you get all like hot and flustered. And then, you know, you don't want to make a scene worse than it already is. You don't want to raise your voice. You're also trying to do the right thing for your kid, like to not give them any, I don't know, confidence issues or make them feel less than, um, anyway, it's just, it's so real. It's like, who is this devil? Leave this body. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's just like, you're trying to go about your day. You're trying to go about your life. And it's just, a, it's, it's just a part of your day now that you kind of like, I'm on eggshells. I'm on eggshells with my, my sweet little girl. And then you know, trying to maintain that, that, that energy of just like, you know, being the calm in the storm and letting her know that she's safe and that I love her, even though I'm like inside, I'm just like either raging or like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> or, um, you know, you can't like show that because you're the person who is there to set the tone. Um, you're the person who they're looking to for comfort, who they're looking to for, you know, assurance that everything is okay. And yeah, they can have that little meltdown, um, but they know that you're still going to love them and you're still going to treat them kindly. And it's just such a, like, you just can't, you can't understand what I'm talking about unless you're going through it. Maybe if you have a dog, you might have a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. If you don't have kids already, like uh, <laughs> having a dog is definitely its own challenge. Um, and again, it, I think a lot of it just comes down to like communication and and control issues. So like when you have a dog, you need to learn how to communicate in a way that they understand and you need to learn to, I don't know, not control them, but let them know that you're in control without being like a tyrant. And it's the same thing with kids and they try to test you. My dog bear, he's almost seven. And he is such a good boy. He has patience out the wazoo. <laughs> oh my God. Am I from like Fargo? Who says that? <laughs> I don't say that. I don't know why. It's my alter ego. It's my podcast alter ego. Um, but he he's such a good boy. He's so tolerant of the kids. And 
and me. And I feel so bad. I, I think that since I've had kids, the relationship that suffered the most has been my relationship with Bear because it's like I can keep my cool most of the time. Most of the time, you know, there can be screaming and crying and a mess around me. And I'm like, just like deep breathing through it. And then poor bear, he'll just like walk, he'll just walk by me and a single hair will float from his hairy body onto the ground. And I'll be like, bear, bear, get on your bed. Oh, he's looking at me now. No bear. It's okay. It's okay. You're a good boy. I love you. Um, but he literally does nothing wrong. And I'm like, I lose it. And I, I, and then he's like on eggshells around me and it's been the hardest thing. I, I am so mindful of the fact that I'm like, I'm just so stretched to the limit now that I'm just not, I'm, I'm not as emotionally connected with bear anymore. And that makes me feel bad because he's like my first born child born not unto me but unto some dog in los angeles on the street and then rescued and delivered into my arms <laughs> um anyway <laughs> he lives a very good life like don't if you're listening to this don't be like oh poor bear and start like a gofundme page to rescue him from my home he lives a very good life he just when i when i did my pretend angry voice um which also does maybe sound a little bit like my real one he got off of his one comfortable bed and very sheepishly walked past me uh, into my room to go on his other comfortable bed, which is my bed. Um, and, you know, when he gets bored of being in there, he'll come back out and lay on the couch and just live his life of leisure. But And like every day I get him out for walks and play fetch. And I do all, all of the things that Bear likes to do, but definitely... If I lose my patience, it's with him. And that makes me feel very bad. Oh, where was I going with this? Anyway, I guess, oh yeah, Bear was not always as chill as he is now. And um, when we first had him the first couple of years, like it was a real, oh, like it was a real test. In, in a way, not in a way, in total truth bear was the reason that like my relationship is what it is today like he just made our family a family before we were a family he just he was the missing piece of just like love and happiness and both my husband and I feel like that uh and he's just like, yeah, he was the center of our world until our kids came. And he still very much is like, we don't do anything without him. Like literally if, if bear's not invited, we're not coming. Sorry. But like, I will get annoyed with him <laughs> when we're there, but just ignore us. Just ignore us. I, I give him treats to compensate. Um, and also every night before I go to bed, I give him a lot of attention just one-on-one -on -one time, but uh, when we first got Bear, he was obviously sweet. He had like a following anywhere we went. Um, he was eight weeks old and people just like f were flocking and wanting to touch him and pick him up and talk to him and baby voices and uh, lots of strange things happen. Actually, that's like 
I I have so many strange stories about what people do with with a puppy um and like the advice oh my god the unsolicited advice you get that with a puppy and yeah you're gonna get it with kids too if you haven't already experienced it but um the puppy honestly was worse but bear went through this phase and i think it was his terrible twos he was actually around too and he was just like he was out of control not not with anyone else just me just me and my kids are the same way like they don't act up with anyone else it's just me and my girlfriend thinks it's because like they know your love is unconditional so that's their like safe ground to test out like all of their all of their moods and i get that you never know what your mood is going to be like every day i wake up and i'm like who am i today i don't know let's wait and see and i think that's just like being a two-year-old except instead of every day it's like every every minute it's like who am i in this moment and it can change in a split second and it did with bear too i was out running with him when i was i don't know he he was two two-ish maybe even i don't know a year and a half but big he's a big dog um and he uh i don't know he just decided to attack me we were running we were going along, everything was fine. Everyone was getting their exercise. It was a beautiful sunny day. And he just like stepped in front of me mid stride and mauled me, like just jumped up and like scratched me and was like mouthing, but in a really rough way and like just jumping up repeatedly, repeatedly. And I couldn't get him under control. And some poor guy was sitting on a bench and he's like uh do you need help and I was like no leave me alone like I was so embarrassed I didn't know what to do so I just like acted like everything was fine even though I was like uh, what do I do what do I do like and that is what it's like every day with a kid with a toddler sorry with like a two-year-old maybe it continues on like this for years I don't know but you just like you feel so stupid because you've totally lost control of what should be a controllable situation. But it's not, you cannot control anybody else, whether they're an adult, your husband, your wife, your friends, your parents, your siblings, or your toddler or your dog. And so that's been one of the biggest things that I think kind of helps me, especially when I'm in public and one of these like meltdowns happens is like just understanding that I can't control this. I can only control how I react to this and obviously like control it to the point that they're safe. You know, um, <laughs> what happened with bears, I ended up having to like pin him down and lay on him with my body, <laughs> which was just like, yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine got this under control. Thank you. Thank you to like the crowd gathering. Um, and it's the same thing with a toddler. Like you get them strapped in their stroller or like their backpack with the friggin' leash on it that you swore you would never ever buy, but now you need, and you just like, or hold their hands down when they're like smacking you in the face. Like you just, you just get the safety aspect under control. And then, I don't know, maybe say some kind words like I love you or I know you're upset right now and that's all right. 
And then just like focus on yourself and just ride out that shit storm and just deep breaths and go somewhere else in your mind. I don't know. I daydream a lot so I can actually just like zone out, especially if I'm walking. I can just like kind of my eyes go like up and to the right and I'm not here anymore. <laughs> don't ask me where I am. Not in that physical moment. <laughs> it's a little escapism. Work on it. It's a great coping tool. Um, and that can really just kind of, I don't know, give you a beat to just be like, okay. And if people are looking at you, I mean, who cares? Usually, I have to say, usually people are like, oh, oh like, ooh, fuck, I feel for you, ooh. But sometimes, like, I don't, so old ladies seem to be really like, like uh, judgy. They're judgy. Instead of a, oh, it's like, a, uh. and I, I've even had them come up to me and say something. Anyways, just like, mind your business. Thank you. So that's like, that's for the moment. And another, another thing, I, I don't know. It sounds like I'm giving advice here. I guess I am, but it's mostly to myself, to be honest. This is like, this is my advice to myself and the comfort to myself because when you're in it, it's just like hard to remember this stuff. Um, so sometimes talking out loud about it just like helps solidify things in your mind. That's how I used to study too. I'm not very, I wasn't a good student, but like I passed stuff like, you know, not with flying grades, but I eventually, you know, I graduated high school and other things. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is not, this is not advice for anyone. And like, if someone has something that works for them, like, please share it. Uh, I don't know how you can contact me. I think my email or something. I don't know. Maybe I should make an Instagram page and you can like, this is what I do. I follow big little feelings on Instagram. I find them really helpful. Um, but yeah, like in the moment, that's one thing. And I guess you kind of have to like, plan for those moments too. Um, and just, just have an idea already in your head, how you're going to handle a meltdown. And it just seems to be not as traumatic and maybe even over a little bit faster. If you're like prepared, like if you, if you boy scout a meltdown, I was going to swear there, stop myself. I have to keep putting the explicit button on when I post these podcasts or upload them or whatever it's called. Um, and I don't know why, again, my alter ego, I barely swear in my real life. I, I, I just, I don't know. It's, um, well, I guess because there's always babies around me and when my, 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 my daughter, um, repeats everything I say now, including the bad things, actually, mostly those things. It's, I don't know how they know they like can pick up what they're not supposed to say and they say it and um yeah and they say it at the weirdest times like when you're on the FaceTime with Grammy and Grampy and then like drops the shit <laughs> what <laughs> um but yeah this so my morning was hard with with tantrums and I was like I was gonna I wanted to rant and I was like, you know, I'm going to grab my podcast mic and I'm going to friggin' rant. And then I thought, no, that's not the energy that I want to bring to this. This is not helpful to anybody. 
it, it, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make my kid feel good. Anyone who's listening, which is like, whoa, where did that come from? She seemed really nice before. Now like, geez. And I feel like getting behind a mic when you're angry is equivalent to getting behind the wheel when you're drunk. Like you just shouldn't do it. Maybe nothing bad will happen, but also it's way more likely that there will be a catastrophe of some kind. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get your license pulled. Who knows? I don't know if they pull podcasts, but they might just be like, yeah, you're not helping anybody. Get out of here, Miss Moi. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's just a name I came up with because I was like, they, they ask you to put your name. And I was like, I just said it. I wasn't going to put my name. That's why I hope nobody hears this. Nobody can know who I am until I'm ready to reveal myself, which maybe never. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just like privacy. I feel the same. It's weird. Here I am sharing all of my personal innermost thoughts and feelings. And we ain't even touched the tip of the iceberg yet. But uh, yeah, that's like what, what I'm here for. But I'm also like a very private person very uh people don't know anything about me except like my close family that <laughs> they don't know i'm doing a podcast i'll probably never tell them um or or if my friends like just i don't know i'm very private i don't post on social media i have the accounts i'm like the creeper i just i have my accounts on on socials <laughs> oh listen to me using the lingo I don't do TikTok or Snapchat. I just don't get those. Um, but I have Instagram and Pinterest. And uh, I just like, yeah, look look at other people doing stuff. Actually, I try not to do that too. I'm cutting, I'm cutting way back on that. I, I basically only look at stuff that I feel like enhances my life somehow because I really don't see the point of like looking at someone, I don't know, walking their dog. Like it doesn't, I don't care. It's a huge waste of time. I think it's so weird. I see people all the time like out Instagramming or TikToking. I don't know what they're doing, but like just taking videos of themselves. I'm like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed for you. But like, is, is what I'm doing any better right now? Je ne sais pas. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I feel as far as the privacy aspect goes, like, talking about my kids here is okay because no one knows who they are but I don't like putting them on Instagram or anything I don't know how does everyone else feel about that part of me is like why, why does it matter chances are if you're on Instagram it's just like your friends and family um or Facebook is Facebook still a thing I really don't know I know marketplace is a thing I I gave away some cupboard doors for free on marketplace and it's very annoying. People like wanted to take only a few of them. It's like, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'm back. And I'm now nursing. Nursing a baby. All right, let's see if we can do two things at once. That's one thing. When you become a mom, you become a really good friggin' multitasker. Like, you can do a million things at once, actually, so... Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about this, but it might be a little bit a little bit loud. Um, but yeah, back to the the privacy thing. Like you 
uh, you mostly have, I'm assuming, friends and family on your social media, but like, I I just don't feel the need to post everything and share everything. I actually don't feel the need to post anything or share anything. And I live far away from my family. Um, so, you know, they don't really get to see me or the kids unless we FaceTime and, um, but like, uh, I don't know. What if, what if when they're older, your kids just like wish that their face had never been on the internet? It's just such a, like you're making a decision on their behalf, but it probably doesn't, I'm probably thinking about it too much. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Uh, there is no right answer either. It's just whatever you're, you're comfortable with. But all of this, all of this rambling on just to say like parenting is a friggin' trip. Like there is no right answer. There is no guidebook. I'm reading some book um, called Bringing Up Bebe, uh, an American woman's like guide to French parenting. She lives in France and she was like, why are the kids here so well behaved? So she started researching it. Anyway, I'm like a few pages into it. I will get back to you if I come up with any helpful tips. I'm sure it's going to be helpful. Um, but it's the first parenting book I've actually like read. I just... I don't know. I feel very much, uh, I don't want advice or, or anything from anyone. Cause I feel like you are the best parent for your kid and just naturally. Um, although I have to say I've been on friggin' big little feelings, Instagram page being like, what do I do with these tantrums? So I guess times are a changing, but, um, parenting is a trip. But it's, it's mostly so good. I'm on here. I feel like I'm complaining today, but like, I'm not. I honestly, another thing that really helps when, when things are like going bad around you, other than having a clean house, I find that to be extremely helpful. I can handle shit a lot, a lot better when my house is clean. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> this might sound crazy, but when there's like screaming and the, you know, whoa, sorry, let me grab the mic again. I got to be careful. This thing is going to break on me. Oh my God. But, uh, yeah, it might sound crazy, but when, when the tantrum is going on, just like saying out loud to yourself, like what you're grateful for. Like for me today, I was like walking around like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like singing to myself <laughs> about how it's okay. And like saying like, Oh, I'm grateful that, you know, I have this house that my, my kid can throw a tantrum in and it's safe. And I'm grateful that, you know, she, she has a healthy set of lungs and she is physically able to chuck whatever things, her pet rock, you know, hit her brother over the head with her Ikea frying pan, whatever it is. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for these things. And as silly as that might sound, um, I do find it really helps. So don't knock it till you try it. Try it out next time. If you're, if you're one of the lucky people listening who also has a tantrum thrower in your midst, <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, this isn't a rant. It's just, it's still just a ramble. It's just like a spicy ramble of, of just a little bit of just a touch of complaining, but mostly still just a lot of love and, and I think I'll leave it there today because my mic is hanging by a thread and, um, yeah, it is, it's just time for me to go. But thank you again for listening. I hope that these aren't boring you. I hope that maybe, I don't know, I envision my podcast keeping someone company as they're stuck in rush hour traffic or something like that. Maybe it's a little uplifting start to your day. I don't know. Let me know. Again, I don't know how you can let me know. Maybe I will start an Instagram page and figure out how to link that up here. But the thing is, I don't want it coming back to me. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'll have to figure that out. But, uh, uh, sorry, coming back to the real, the real me, not my moonlighting me. <laughs> um, oh wow. I'm really rambling now again. <laughs> this is why I hope nobody hears this. It's just like, ugh. anyway, if you're stuck in traffic, I mean, what else is there to do? What else is there to do? So thanks for joining me for, I hope nobody hears this. The, the the rant ramble the spicy ramble and uh we'll be back okay bye bye <laughs>